Hello and welcome to Quick Hits, a podcast brought to you by Borealis Threat Risk Consulting in Ottawa, Canada. I'm your host, Phil Gursky, president of Borealis. On occasions in the past, I have been accused of being anti-academic. There are those that look at me and say, you know, you, you worked in security intelligence for 30 years and you claim to know all this stuff about the security intelligence world and you're constantly shitting on academics who venture into this, the same world and, you know, do their own analyses or comments, et cetera, et cetera. I deny that I'm, I'm anti-academic. I have many friends who are academics. I was an aspiring academic once myself a long time ago. And I think that there are many academics who make some incredible contributions to our understanding of security intelligence and more narrowly uh, terrorism, which of course is my specialty. And I have many books by academics. I have regular contact with them. I've worked alongside them. I've written book chapters with them. So no, I am not anti-academic. And yet there are occasions when you come across a story which really, really makes you shake your head when a bunch of academics decide that they know better about the general security world and they're going to take a position that demonstrates this, this superiority. This is an article I came across in this morning's Ottawa Citizen. It's the only real daily paper here in Ottawa. There's the Sun, but that's not a real newspaper. The criminology department, actually the Carleton University's Institute of Criminology and Criminal Justice, has decided that they are going to cancel student internships with a wide range of policing and corrections organizations starting in the next school year. So according to the director of the institute, Nicholas Carrier, apparently the professors believe that they don't want their students learning about the real world of policing. And they claim that they are justified in doing so because the RCMP commissioner denied there was systemic racism and then then said she wasn't sure what the term systemic racism is. And I humbly concur with her on that, by the way. And that this proves, quote, that policing institutions in Canada do not have the leadership capacity to engage in the transformative change they may outwardly claim to embrace. And apparently, they says uh, police are on a pace to kill a record number of people in 2020, most of whom are racialized, indigenous, and or suffering mental challenges. Apparently, this makes relationships with the police untenable. Policing in prisons are so deeply flawed, it is unrealistic to expect that change from within is even possible. And one more phrase, which was written by an academic, producing transformative change requires decentering the police and prisons in our collective efforts to reimagine how we govern, harm, engage with social problems, and articulate our desires for a more just, a more humane, and a more egalitarian society. Wow, that's, that's, that's a real sentence, isn't it? The author of this piece is an opinion writer for the Ottawa Citizen called Randall Denley. Yeah, I'd call him a little bit right of center, but he uh, he's very, very critical of this decision. He says, did anyone stop to ask whether those students benefit from the hands-on experience and workplace connections? Or perhaps consider there might be merit in testing their professor's theories against their own experience? This is such an incredibly stupid decision by Carleton University's Criminology Institute. And Mr. Denley's right. It's the students that are going to suffer. The professors aren't going to suffer because they keep their jobs. You know, they keep their tenure jobs. They can sit and write their papers on whatever the hell they want to write about. In many ways, divorced from the real world. I'll get back to that in a second. But who the hell are these professors to tell these students you cannot get real life experience that could translate at one point into getting a job, getting a career in law enforcement or correctional services? 
who the hell do they think they are? You know, I find this happens a lot, unfortunately, in certain academic circles where they, they speak ex cathedra on a number of issues, sometimes without any experience, any real world experience with things like terrorism, which is what I specialize in. I've read hundreds of papers over the years that these theoretical pieces on terrorism that have no data or very little data. And yet it's some kind of exposition on what terrorism is and what it means and where it comes from. And then incredibly what to do about it, how to resolve terrorism, how to solve this problem. And these are papers written by people. I would at least grant them a, a good intention in many cases, but completely out of their depth and completely out of their league. And I know for a fact that many academics have not just taken me to task, but have taken CSIS to task, the Canadian Security Intelligence Service where I used to work. Uh, I've taken CSE, Communication Security Establishment, also where I worked in the 80s and 90s. The RCMP, as mentioned, uh, local law enforcement, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And it just, it really, really bugs me that they are making these decisions that are going to affect the education not just the education, but the career prospects of students who may want to go into the policing or correctional service realm when they graduate. Who the hell do they think they are? How can they make a decision of, of this magnitude? I would humbly suggest that any student in criminology at Carleton think very, very seriously about staying with that institution, maybe coming over to Ottawa University. Now, full disclosure, I am the head of the security program at Ottawa University. And we are talking to the criminology department at University of Ottawa. I don't know a lot about the program, full confession, but I think that uh, rather than attending an institution where the head of the institute has decided unilaterally that, you know, cops are bad and, and, and prison guards are bad and they won't talk to them anymore, maybe you think about coming to the University of Ottawa. And if you're interested, I can maybe put you in touch with people. But to me, what really gets me is the arrogance, the utter arrogance of these academics who think they know better and are taking some kind of principled stand against a bunch of people that go to work every day doing the best job they possibly can with the tools they have and the resources they have. Are there bad cops? Absolutely. Are there bad prison guards? Absolutely. Just like there are bad spies and like there are bad academics, in this case, the Institute at Carleton. It just boggles the mind why this is being done. It just, it makes no sense to me whatsoever. Like I said, the, the, the one term I can use to refer to it is, is, is arrogance. Again, I do not want this podcast to be interpreted that I am besmirching the reputations of all academics. That couldn't be anything further from the truth. As mentioned, I have the deepest respect for hundreds of academics around the world who work in terrorism studies. They're doing a bang-up job, and I really respect them, and I, I like their work. I read their work. I promote their work. I've interviewed them on my podcast in the past. You can find other, other recordings on my website. But for this institution in Carleton to do this, it just really affects how the, the outside world looks on academics. The decision is wrong. It should be changed. I have no idea if it will, whether any kind of public outcry by Mr. Denley or other people reconsider their decision. It's wrong and it's stupid. And it just confirms in the minds of some that academics are out of touch with reality. That's not true in many cases. But unfortunately, we all know that the bad apples are help us to form our opinions, right? This decision should change. It's simply a bad one. Anyhow, that's my view on Carlton's decision to stop their relationship with law enforcement and correctional service. What do you think? Were they right? Is this a principled stand that has any kind of leg to stand on? Let me know. You can reach me on email, borealisrisk.gmail.com. 
or on Twitter at Boreal Saves. Also find me on LinkedIn and on Facebook. If you like this content and want to subscribe to it, go to my website, www.borealisthreatenrisk.com. Hit the subscribe button. Fill in your email information. You get daily digest free of charge every morning. Podcasts, blogs, all the material that I produce. Love to hear from you. Feedback on this one or other podcasts or ideas for future ones. Talk to you again soon. Until then, stay safe.